Hi, and welcome to this week's episode of Extra Serving, a podcast by Nations Restaurant News. I am your host, Holly Petri, here with this week's episode. Now, Brett Thorne spoke with the corporate chef for Arby's, Neville Craw, about all of their new menu innovations for his monthly culinary podcast. Now, Arby's has introduced crinkle cut fries and duck with these really cool LTOs lately. They even talk about deep fried turkey for Thanksgiving. Um, So Brett and Neville, who've known each other for almost 20 years, are going to get into the nitty gritty of menu innovation at the chain and some really cool new things that you can expect from Arby's in the future. But first, I have a message from our sponsor, Belgioioso Cheese. Belgioioso Cheese is a family-owned and operated company specializing in artisan Italian cheesemaking. Using only natural ingredients and fresh local Wisconsin milk, master cheesemakers handcraft a full line of exceptional cheeses guided by a commitment to quality and a respect for tradition. Ask your distributor about Belgioioso's award-winning fresh mozzarella, burrata, ricotta, mascarpone, American grana, and parmesan. At Belgioioso, every cheese is a specialty. And now, here is Brett with Neville Craw of Arby's. So you did roll out some new menu items, though, during this time. In, uh, for Lent, you came out with a new fish sandwich, although you guys do that every Lent. We really like that. And, and then most recently, you know, um, the uh, crinkle cut fry. Yeah, that's a big one. Um, we've, that's a big one. And um, we're, you know, really excited about that. I think the, the cool thing about that was that we have the iconic curly fry. And a lot of people, you know, people are just they're unabashed fans of curly fries out there. Um, but people also like you know, that true potato kind of crispy experience that you get from another fry. And, and so it's not like you're doing a disservice to, to curly fries. You, you have an opportunity to, you know, expand your, your reach and, um, and, and, and give people another option when, um, you know, to try something else. And it's been exciting, um, you know, the, the um, feedback the feedback have, has been really great on that product, and I'm I'm uh, very proud of the work. You know, Josh on our R and D team and with our vendor partners did such a great job working on that. And you know, if you ever you know experience of going to McDonald's since we were all kids and seeing people put put salt on fries, um, you know, for us that that's a complete that's a change in in a process for us to do that and, and still like the the learning was how do we do that where it becomes kind of um, muscle memory uh, because that French fry, and we started out on that process trying to deliver the, the salt in the batter in the, in the uh, itself. And it just, you couldn't, you couldn't get this. Uh, your mouth doesn't appreciate the salt inside versus outside as much. Hmm. So you need those individual kind of grains to dissolve on your tongue or something? I think so. Like it doesn't, you, you would have, if, if for us, it felt like you had to go way beyond the amount of sodium, you know, that we would want to put in there to get the same kind of salty experience where when it's on top less, but the granulation and how it dissolves in your mouth and all that, we found it was much better to go topically 
So, you know, the challenge for us was just get it in a way that was operation friendly enough and get to, to muscle memory to where adding salt to a product after fry was a, was a, um, easy thing for them to complete. And, um, you know, it, we, we definitely, it's why we test and that's what we learned and test. And, and, um, but I think the outcome has been great. So I have only had your curly fries once or twice cause I'm a potato cake guy and I've, just, I've eaten your potato cake since I was a very small child and I still do. <laughs> um, but do you not salt the curly fries? They're, they're, they are, are fully seasoned. There's a full seasoning, you know, um, uh, that goes with that, including the salt. Um, and it, 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 uh, but we don't, we don't add an additional salt layer to it. But when I, you're getting crinkle cut, you needed, it wasn't the same. You couldn't, it just wouldn't deliver the same. So we, 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 uh, went fully topical on that one. I see. And so the, is there some kind of coating on the fries that allows the salt to stick or, or what, what do you yeah. have to do? I mean, yeah, it, 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 it has a coating to do so, but, uh, in, and when you pull it out of, you know, you take it out of the fryer and then you, you add the salt, it, it sticks and, and really using the right salt and the right granulation, um, you know, it's food nerd stuff, you know, that, that we all appreciate, but it's like, um, certain salts wouldn't stick as much as others. And so getting to, getting to a good, um, to good granulation size that would stick um, and not just uh, fall off immediately. And to do it in a way that it sounds like that all of the employees can do it. As you said, they can develop the muscle, muscle memory to know exactly how much they need to put on. Yeah. It, again, it's like going to other fast food places, you know, from childhood, it's like you, you see, you, you see it so much. It's a, it's a, it's part of their, you know, their brand DNA. And for us, it was definitely a new, a new thing to do. And, um, and, you know, kudos, honestly, to, to our restaurants and, and the uh, employees during COVID um, uh, with, you know, all the challenges, you know, to be able to launch any new products or new LTOs during that time and, and, um, and offer a full menu, it was, you know, it was fantastic that what, uh, you know, as a, as a brand and company, we're very proud of what our, um, our restaurants were able to do during, you know, COVID and, and um, keep the restaurants open and keep people safe and, and keep themselves safe. And, and so, you know, to, to launch anything during that time, I'm very proud that we were able to do that. Well, and you guys did some other things also. I'm, I'm looking now at my old menu trackers and uh, you guys did some, some wraps in July, right? Yeah, we, we launched the uh, Market Fresh Wraps, and, um, and that's uh, that uh, the chicken item. I don't know if you and I have ever chatted about this before, but that's something we worked on for, for many years. Uh, that is a, um, it's a, it's a seared and sous vide um, chicken breast, and, um, and really to update that Market Fresh, you know, uh, menu area for us uh, was was fantastic to get some uh, you know to get a, a warm meat with like cold produce in a warm wrap to have that kind of juxtaposition from a a um, 
you know, eating experience has been awesome and um, really kind of a great, the, the wrap, just starting with the bread too, the wrap is something I'm very proud of. It's a, you know, if, if a lavash and a tortilla had a baby, that's probably the, uh, you know, it has kind of the elasticity of the tortilla, but it has the bread experience in the um, tenderness and, and um, you know, that, yeah, that bread eatability of lavash, but not that really dry crackery experience that lavash can provide when it's too dry. So it's right in that middle zone of elasticity of tortilla, but not, um, but not the same kind of kind of bland tortilla experience. And so these are these are I'm looking at the menu descriptions there. It's roasted chicken breast that's sliced, and then you have uh, different kinds of bacon and cheese and and right. and lettuce and tomato and onion and stuff. With several, you had a jalapeno one. I guess they're still on the menu: the jalapeno, the Mediterranean, and kind of the standard yeah. American one. It was a good way to use some of our, you know, um, we were able to launch this with with distinct flavor profiles, but, you know, from in a restaurant, being able to use some of our core SKUs to do so as well. Um, so, you know, Mediterranean, the tzatziki sauce that we use on our gyro. Um, jalapeno, a lot of people probably don't know you can get jalapenos, you know, on any of the sandwiches if you ask for them, but, um, and it's a great fire roasted, uh, you know, thousand degree oven fire roasted jalapenos that we really had to to work hard to source them from parts of, you know, um, Mexico where the jalapenos are the hottest. Apparently, you know, depending where the sun grows or the moss on the back of the trees, the jalapenos can be mild or very hot. And so that, that was, but, um, but to get those in the wrap so that, you know, freshness in the green notes of the jalapenos, but then the chicken, um, yeah, you know, yeah, it's a, it's kind of a grilled, seared chicken breast that um, we sous vide, and um, it's a great eating experience. It's great cold or or warm. Um, and then with these wraps, we we warm the the wrap and we warm the chicken, but then the produce and everything else inside is cold. So, which came first, the sous vide chicken or the sous vide duck that you did as a, for those extreme LTOs? Funny you should ask. The chicken was the first thing we started working on that was sous vide, but it took the longest to launch. So, the duck and the and the venison and all the other things were being worked on while we were still working on the chicken. So, you spent years working on this chicken. We did. We spent years. And, you know, um, these are fun things. When we first looked at it, you know, Brett, we were trying to, I really wanted kind of one of those um, old school, like the two chicken breasts to be on top of each other and, uh, you know, almost a medallion of it. And um, so, you know, we looked at, um, you know, we looked at various ways of doing that and then just found that you know, let's not overcomplicate it. Let's just get a, you know, beautiful chicken breast and slice it. And so, you know, you get a, um, it's sliced and then it's sous vide so that they don't have to, you know, um, cook it, unpackage it, then repackage it, um, which would add cost, but also add, you know, manipulation that would make the, the food you know, more uh, dry or crumbly or not hold together as much. So this was an experience for us to be able to do this. Um, and um, 
And so it was seared, sliced, and then sous vide. And, and so then it arrives in each restaurant still in its, its sous vide packaging, or how does that work? Correct, correct, yeah. And, you know, you and I have chatted about this before. I know for a fact we're just scratching the surface on sous vide, you know, at, at Arby's, but I think in, in food service in general, the um, ability to um, cook any item to its to its proper doneness ahead of how you're going to re-therm it in a restaurant. So, you know, protect it from the, the journey ahead, as you will, you know, of whatever the re-therm needs to be. And when you're dealing with a, you know, quick serve environment, uh, re-thermalization for food is always going to be kind of, you know, fast and abrupt, right? So, so you need to create a, an environment that like you can, you can pre you can pre, um, let's see, solve for that with sous vide. And, um, because the temperatures are so low and slow, you're not ever, you're not doing all damage to the cell structure, the protein fibers, or the taste, you're, the taste is concentrated, but not to, you're not doing any you know, damage ahead. So, um, so you can get that great experience and, you know, certain things, not everything should be sous vide. I don't believe that, but certain things lend themselves to, you know, proteins and whatnot. Um, and I think it gives us, you know, so much control over that experience ahead of time. And you also did deep fried turkey uh, over Thanksgiving. That one, that one has been really fun too, Brett, trying to, you know, really deliver on, on what the, the guests um, expectation on that flavor. Um, and, uh, and it's, it, it, it's, it's become a fan favorite. I love, I love it too. Cause you really, um, you really do get that uh, wonderful, you know, fried turkey experience, but um, but without you know being dry and 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 stringy and all of that stuff. Uh, so we're able to kind of get the best both of a thick sliced deli style turkey, but with a deep fried experience and being true to the true to the uh, actually doing it the you know actually frying the turkey. Um, uh, in a way that we can deliver on both the flavor and also not being too dry as an eating experience. So do you sous vide that too? No, no, that, uh, that one, um, it's, uh, it's, um, oven roasted and then it's fried hmm. and sliced. So, and, and how much of that is done in the restaurants and how much is, is done beforehand? Most of this is done ahead of the restaurants. Um, you know, all that, that one, it's, it's done ahead of the rest, restaurants. We, we typically try to, um, you know, we roast our beef in restaurants, um, but, and we try to focus on that and, and, and look at that as like, hey, that's a, that's a big part of what we do is roast beef. And with other LTOs is if we can, you know, not – add that on top of and top of everything else they have to do in restaurants. So the more we can kind of do away, but also, but deliver on the, the eating experience that we want, then we feel pretty good about that. 
Well, and with a lot of your stuff, like the, the smoked brisket, which was a huge draw out a few years ago, like smoked things are, you can be more consistent if you do them offsite, I'm sure. You, yeah, you can. And it really, it, it really important for us to do that. If we're going to get into something is like be consistent, but also be true to the nature of it. Um, you know, not, not uh, for us now with brisket started, you know, you'll you'll you know never say never but i can't see a world where we'll be you know using liquid smokes to kind of deliver on a smokehouse experience like once you know once you've come to you know gone to the, you know the summit of uh you know that experience with the way that that we that uh we do our briskets you know uh through saddlers and our other partners out there is you know is um is uh is true you know large um pieces of wood uh smoking and and what we found with that experience you know the part that really the aha was you can smoke foods through ovens where they you know take the smoke and they put it through an oven with a fan and there's a, that's a that's a good experience but when you can cook the meat with the smoke that's the experience. That's that's really delivering that experience that you expect from like doing it at home or going to a really great local barbecue. And once we said, okay, aha, then for us, it was worth figuring out how to deliver that to all of our restaurants. And, um, and such a, such a, 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 a and I, I don't know, the, the guest experience always kind of tells you that, but for me, such a deliverable, discernible difference. Hey, it's Holly back with a quick word from our sponsor, Del Gioioso Cheese. Del Gioioso Cheese is a family owned and operated company specializing in artisan Italian cheese making using only natural ingredients and fresh local Wisconsin milk Master cheesemakers handcraft a full line of exceptional cheeses guided by a commitment to quality and a respect for tradition. Ask your distributor about Belgioioso's award-winning fresh mozzarella, burrata, ricotta, marscapone, American grana, and parmesan. At Belgioioso, every cheese is a specialty. And now, back to Brett. So you inspire brands, which is your parent company, is what, five, six years old now? So have you guys had a chance to collaborate much yet? I mean, the past year, probably less so even than before, but. We, we have, we, you know, we have, we've, we do um, some events together and um, the kind of the culinary leads of the different brands, we've all become friends and get to chat and, and talk, you know, best practices and, um, and, and, you know, hey, have you ever run into this or who you work on for this and blah, blah, blah. And, and so, you know, we're, we're, we're all distinct to our own brand, but it is a tight knit community. And, um, and, and, and we built, which uh, you're welcome to come visit when, uh, when the time's right. But, um, and, and since I was the uh, kind of the, 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 uh, original you know a uh, person uh i got to work on the development of this kitchen but it it would remind you of a pretty large hotel kitchen but the process of it kind of flows like the r d process so you've got the the incoming 
you know, where FedEx and UPS stacks up and then, and then uh, all the storage areas from dry storage and refrigeration, but then kind of raw prep area, which is all generally used for all the brands and then, and then uh, cooked general use area. So different cooking devices. And then each brand has its own sort of um, hood space area for their equipment and specifics, but it sort of funnels back around like a, like an R and D process. And then out the front door, we have a beautiful show kitchen um, with a bar for people to sit up in, in a back area and even a patio with um, some green eggs and some other sort of more uh, inspirational uh, tools out there for us to work in. It, it's, it's a great environment. And, and so we do collab in there and, and, um, and it's, it's great for some vendor partners who have, you know, call on, on the different brands to be able to kind of, you know, hit one project or, you know, hit a few of us at one time. So it's been fantastic. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of Extra Serving, a podcast by Nation's Restaurant News. This episode was written and recorded by Brett Thorne and was produced by me, Holly Petrie. Stay tuned next week for an interview with the CEO of A&W, Kevin Basner. Until then, stay safe and have a great week.